the 24th, a new tale for Christmas 2021, part six and final. He stepped closer, and as he did, he felt a feeling of warmth and wholesomeness flow through him. He felt good, safe. He was confused, though. Should he kneel, cry, laugh, confess? How was this possible? Stories, legends and childhood all blended into a feeling of awe and wonder. And then he looked into the eyes again, felt calm, and he heard his voice once more. I have not returned to everyone. Just a few, John, and you are one of the many I have chosen to become one of the few. He heard his voice, the richness of intent and purpose, and just knew he was chosen. All is well here. Sheila will wake, her cat will stretch, and the day will begin. But for you, it will be different if you choose to follow me and deliver something more than what you have brought to this house today. He listened, his heart beating, his pulse racing, his legs weak. Involuntary, he closed his eyes. Suddenly, he felt a touch on his arm, a flood of what felt like daylight flowing through him. He was called. He could feel the need, the purpose and the message. With a sudden sense of knowing, he opened his eyes. And he had gone. He found himself knocking on the doorframe, heard himself saying, Mrs. Blunt, Mrs. Blunt. Everything had changed. But how and in what way? He didn't feel different, but maybe in a way he did. More than a feeling, a certainty that what he was about to do mattered. A familiar meowing and a curl of a cat's tail warmed and stroked his upper leg. She was awake again, and Sheila too. She appeared around the door to the living room and walked towards him with a quizzical look in her morning eye. Oh, goodness me, John. Look at you, my dear. You're as pale as a sheet. Oh, did I leave the door open? Come in, my man, come in. He simply saw her for the first time. How youth still burned brightly in her 70 plus of years. He saw her strength and yet felt the weakness in her knees. The knot of arthritis in her crooked hands. The stiff neck and the dark sustained growth across her stomach. Mrs. Blunt, I saw the door open. I knocked and someone was... He stopped. He didn't need to say anything. He felt the warmth presence again flooding his very self. I wanted to check you are well and bring you as every year, your double milk, your eggs. And Mrs. Blunt, I would like to say thank you. May I shake your hand? John, my dear man, please. I thank you, but of course, I don't know what on earth for. Here. He put the eggs and milk down on the oval cherry wood table beneath the clock which showed 5.45 in the morning. She reached out her hands to him, all gnarled and crooked and with the dark grey blotches of age. He held out his own and lightly touched hers with his outstretched fingers. He felt the exchange of warmth leave his body, pass along his arms like the first morning glow of sunlight and saw as she did, 
A suffused moment of what looked like a blossoming cloud of light that wrapped around both of their hands and then seemed to ripple across her hands and fade. John, I... I... She stopped and smiled, lifted her eyes to his. You, I, I, I don't understand. I, I, I feel better, Mrs. Blunt, I hope. Now I must continue with my deliveries. Thank you for your custom throughout the years. I have to leave now. Other customers, he paused, searching for the right word, which came as soon as he, of course, stopped to think about it. Other customers who need my our deliveries this morning. He smiled and turned. Mrs. Blunt's cat purred and followed him as he picked up the newspaper, handed them to the still smiling, though a little shocked, Mrs. Blunt, and walked along the curving garden path. It was lighter now. He looked up at the silver blue of morning sky as he closed the gate with a click. He looked back at Mrs. Blunt. She was standing, waving a silhouette of a youthful figure with the warmth and light of her life and home behind her. The first birds were calling. A few gathered in wings and took off and flew into the rising gift of another day. A few other stars were left in the western edges of the sky. He smiled to himself. One was particularly bright this morning. The nearest one, though, had yet to rise. He smiled to himself. It would. He wasn't surprised either to see the last glimpse of his milk float turn the corner. Wasn't surprised to see himself crouched over the large wheel, cramped in the front cabin. He could hear a familiar whistle of a tune that could be heard over the whine of the motor, the rattle of bottles and the single headlight surging through the last of the shadows into the opening day ahead. He felt the stone slabs of pavement under his bare feet, felt the first kiss of the morning breath of wind upon his face, felt the smell of the rain and showers that had passed and left everything fresh and new. He clutched his robes about himself, for they were his now, and looked up again at the star to his right. It was brighter now than before, he smiled again. It was time enough to be back. And good it was too. Thank you, Father, he whispered into the dawning light, and walked invisibly along the crescent, passing the empty trees, the first lights appearing, blinking in the still-shadowed houses to the main road, where cars whizzed past him, unknowing and unseen. He saw his next customer, as he heard John's words in his mind, he smiled again. He crossed quietly over the road towards the young woman, standing in a doorway, half asleep, half watching, dressed with nothing at all. Her modesty, he saw, in a pile of blankets and filled shopping bags at her feet. She couldn't see him. Not yet. <laughs>